0: Good day. Welcome to the Talking Out podcast with Neil Bailey Harper. I am Neil Bailey Harper, and today I'm in focus with moods over Miami. Great week in a southern state, and a great conversation with someone about the state of our union. The music I'm listening to tonight begins with the great Earl Klug. The song is Tropical Legs. Hope today finds you well physically, mentally, spiritually. And if not, everything is growing to the better. Um, it's a good day because we're breathing. <laughs> every Every day above ground is a walk in the sunshine, y'all. So let me. But before I get to my topic, Moves Over Miami, I want to thank you for listening Uh Sharing the podcast if you like, liking the podcast, subscribing to the podcast, either and or all of the above. I thank you. I appreciate you. I want to start today, however, talking about Sweet Home Alabama. The incident that took place in Montgomery, Alabama over the weekend, which was blast all over social media. Basically, in a nutshell, you had a dock worker get into a fisticuffs with a boat owner. Okay, to make it a plain, it was a black guy against a white guy. And it was a lot of white guys at first fighting one black guy. Then all of a sudden, a whole lot of black guys came in to fight a whole lot of white guys. It was a brouhaha, a Donny Brook, a fisticuffs. But it was just a street fight. You know, it was just a fight. They happen all the time in a lot of different places in the United States of America. The beauty in this was, if there is any beauty, so to speak, was that it just began and remained a street fight. Yes, somebody had a chair and that's a whole nother trip y'all on. But the police came and I saw several police officers. I watched the whole thing two or three times and I saw several police officers and I am happy to say that none of them even looked like they were going to reach for their weapon. They didn't. They handled a street fight like a street fight. Nobody went for their firearm. Nobody was shot. Nobody was even threatened with a weapon. The only weapons were fists. And there was a lot of fists flying. But here's the other thing, too. Again, I'm saying it's just a street fight social media sometimes will try to take these things playing on sensibilities of different people and turn a street fight into a race war it wasn't it wasn't this was about right or wrong okay Um, one guy was asked to do his job and the, and the, the boat owner didn't want him to do his job one's right, one's wrong it just so happened that one was white and one was black okay, I get it but that's all it was Um, I see all of these posts that I'm not going to repeat which okay if you got some kind of joy out of a street fight where people get hurt fine but don't make it anything else other than that Unlike situations we've done with social media where we all say we're not part of it, but we all watch it or we all comment on it. Uh, a white woman gets upset three or four years ago and I don't know what the deal was. Maybe her name was Karen. So all of a sudden, anytime a white woman's mad in this film, she's a Karen. Stop it, y'all. We're grown-ups. Stop it. Okay? Everything you think, you ain't gotta say. Everything you write, you don't have to post. Okay? Luckily, no one got seriously hurt. I don't know what happened to the outcome of it. It is one funny reenactment that I did see, though, where it tells me that we still have some still have some humor in America. A bunch of white guys and a bunch of black guys reenacted the same scene of the real street fight in Mobile out of Montgomery, Alabama. If you have not seen that, look that up. That's some funny shit. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to get back to my topic. Uh, Earl Clue, Tropical Legs. That's what I'm listening to, to start. And I've spent a lot of time in the South this summer. Now, I went to school in North Carolina, the woman I'm related to for marriages. My marriage is from North Carolina, so we obviously go to North Carolina. But I've also been to Georgia. I've been to Alabama. And I spent some time last week in Miami. Actually, a week in Miami, the state of Florida. And we had a great time. A great time in Miami. Um, I'm a firm believer in that. When I say I love someone. And me being in love with the woman I'm related to by marriage. When I say I love her. And I want. To me that means wanting to see her happy. Wanting her to be happy. Wanting to add to her happiness. Okay. And. With that being said, for her birthday, she's always wanted to do whatever she's wanted to do. And it doesn't last a day. Now, I'm a firm believer that birthday should last 30, day, 30 days anyhow. She makes sure she gets a good week out of it before she runs out of gas. But we went to Miami because she wanted to go to Miami. And we were going to go to Jamaica, but we've been to Jamaica three times and we haven't spent any time in South Beach. So we went to Miami. Um, Again, I love her. It's her birthday. What makes her happy is most important. Even if it doesn't center around me. You love someone, you're blessing them. You can't tell them what to do with that blessing. I'm a part of it. But she wanted to go to the water. She wanted to take a lot of pictures. She wanted to try a lot of different foods and we did everything. And we had a great time. Now, first time I spent extended time in Miami. This, speaking of Miami, is Gloria Estefan. The song is "Here We Are." I love the mix of cultures. I love being in a place where um, no one, everyone spoke the same language, but me. Okay, little Havana. Um, it's another place that we, that we Went to, Wynwood, the Wynwood section of Miami and Here's the other thing I, I will tell you Now I did not go through the whole city And I will get to a little bit of that But they have some incredible Cultural murals All up and down The Wynwood section of Miami The Wynwood walls um, We stayed in uh, The Hilton on Biscayne Boulevard If you're familiar with the area at all and there's a place down from the the Biscayne marketplace where we had I went into a Cuban restaurant and I said I want a Cuban meal and when she told me it had beans in it I had to reconnect the dots and say okay I want a Cuban meal without beans I don't eat beans that's a whole nother story guys I don't eat any kind of vegetable beans corn lima beans baked beans anything that has to burst when you open when you eat them so we're not gonna do that so But the food was different. It wasn't very seasoned. I did notice that it wasn't seasoned. But it was different. It was good. Um, We went to the casino. Casino Miami. And this time on her birthday. The woman I related to by marriage actually won $368. Which paid for the next night's dinner. All good. Which happened to be at a restaurant. Called. Mignonette. Now. I've been in the restaurant business years ago. Um, my son is a head bartender on the weekends at Joe's Stone Crabs and seafood, Steaks and Seafood here in Washington, D.C. And I've eaten at Joe's several times. And the food is phenomenal. Phenomenal. It's great. If you are in Northwest Miami or in Miami, go to Mignonette.com. Restaurant. It was the best food I've had in probably 10 years. The best meal. They had a soup that was some kind of, uh, let me see. It was a chowder, but it was with shrimp. A shrimp bisque chowder. It was great. I gave Lisa a taste of it. And she liked it so much she had to get her own bowl and slide her oysters to the side. I had a steak and I'm, I'm usually partial to, I'm not really a big strip steak eater. I like ribeyes mostly. Filets are good, but I like ribeyes. But I had a strip steak and it was fabulous. And when they brought it to me, it was sliced. It was still It's still looking like one big steak, but it just broke off a of little pieces. It was sauce was so good. It was the best food I've had in a long time. So if you are in Miami, this was right around the corner, within walking distance too, from the Hilton we stayed at on Biscayne Boulevard. It's called Mignonette. I'm telling you, it is fabulous. It is fabulous. Um, the other thing about this trip was I enjoyed the people. Now I will say this. Haven't been in the hotel business. Concierge aren't what they used to be. We got there. There was an older gentleman who who I'm imagining was some kind of concierge in the hotel. And we asked him about stuff. And he told us about Biscayne uh, Boulevard. Biscayne Marketplace. And he told us that would be a nice place to go. And I've always thought about the Overtown section of Miami. um, Which some of you might think is the hood. But I know it had a lot of historical... Historical nature to the city So I asked him about He came out out and actually volunteered Us information about how we would might Want to go to the Overtown section And get out on 2nd Street And enjoy what was Around there Well Later on that same day Before we were headed out I'm not sure if we were going to Biscayne Marketplace Or wherever we were going But we ran into another gentleman Who um A younger man who worked in the concierge area of the hotel. And we told him about, he asked where we were going and we told him about the Biscayne Marketplace and he told us how nice that was. Then I had mentioned something about Overtown. And this guy looked at me and he said, what do you want in Overtown? Now, the first gentleman that told us about these places seemed to be in his 50s. Man of a certain age. This gentleman seemed to be in his 20s or 30s. The 50 year old guy was like, hey, Overtown's a great place to go. The 20 or 30 year old guy looked at me and said, what do you want in Overtown? I'm a man of a certain age from Philly. That's all he had to say to me. But, and instead of, which is basically telling me, you don't want to go to Overtown. And you know what? He was correct. I did not want to go to Overtown, jump out of Uber and walk around. And he said, especially at night. I don't know what constitutes night in the South. Does it start at five, six, seven, eight? So we took Overtown off the list. It just, I remember the days being in the hotel business when full service hotels were full service hotels. And you could get information um, from people who really knew about the places they worked and the place they lived. Information was all kinds of crisscross. We asked some front desk people about certain restaurants and they would give us this one and that one. no one mentioned Mignonette, which was a five-minute walk from the hotel. That being said, it did not deter from the trip at all. Everybody was nice. The place was nice. We had a great time. This is Ahmad Jamal the Yama Trio from the album the, the Awakening. The song is Stolen Moments. So, here's the thing. The main gist of this trip was that Lisa wanted to go to the beach. She wanted to have her feet in the sand on her birthday. We never saw the beach. We saw the pool, but we never saw the beach. But at that pool, we had a great time. And I ran into a gentleman named Jack. A black gentleman from Canada with his wife and his daughter. Now, we were sitting out on pool chairs, um, just relaxing, and they were right next to us for about an hour or so. Then all of a sudden, we started to talk. And I found out he was from Canada. And me, being who I am, Wanted to talk. And he, not knowing him, wanted to talk also. And we talked about America. Now, him and his wife and child had come over here to get on a cruise ship to cruise for 10 days. And they were spending the night or two nights in Miami. Um, it was a really cool conversation. See, here's, my, here's the thing. I know a few Canadians... And they're very respectful. At least they've been very respectful with me. They're very honest. And I wanted to know how we looked, we being America, our union, the state of our union, how we look to them now. This gentleman wanted to make sure that we were in a conversation and nothing else. He went out of his way initially to be uh, to be overly middle of the roadish, I will say, about this, this, this language. Not that he was profane in any way, but just about how he was talking about America until he realized that we could just talk. And I asked him point-blank, I said, um, how do Canadians, in your circles, do you have conversations about who we are now? Who America is now, what we're doing now, how we, how do we look to you guys? And his response to me was, "It's sad." He said, "And and it hurts them to see us like we are." He basically said, and I'm, I can kind of quote and paraphrase at the same time. He said that um, he. They see America as a third world country with money. They see America as a third world country with money. And our obsession with ourselves, our obsession with attention, keeps the real work from getting done. Yeah. Now, Once he knew that we could talk without offending each other, just by telling the truth, we talked. And part of what he was saying, I thought that might be a so. Um, We talked about 45 and being indicted three times. And by the time we got back from Miami, he was on his fourth indictment. We talked about that. And the utter amazement to this canadian born and raised in canada this man the other amazement that we still almost half the country sees him as a viable candidate to run the country yeah um that was amazing to him he's also amazed at how from from his again i'm a paraphrase with the actual quotes in it. He said that when Canadians look at America, they see a lot of the problems we have, but they see them. Some of the problems, he said, they see a, there are many problems we have that are quick fixes. They can be fixed very quickly. Um, let me see. He said he feels so bad about what's happening in America, but he believes many of the things can be fixed very quickly. Um, he talked about Senate and the president and how he doesn't understand why so many people stay in so many stay in power for so long. Now, understanding that in our country the mon- the ma- majority for over 200 years is now becoming the minority in the next 20 or 25 years. Um, they understood that too. But just... Just really, he had no... He, he wondered why we would not solve the little things we can solve. Now, see, here's one thing. When you hear 46 talk about America being a beacon to the world, or somebody... In American politics talking about how the world looks as it looks at America as a beacon to the world is one thing when you hear somebody from another country saying that, "Yeah, we kind of looked up to you guys, but it's hard to do that now. It's a whole nother thing, and it really he really meant it um he wondered why senators can have longer terms and stay in power longer than presidents. Now, he didn't wonder about it, but because he understands the power dynamics. But he wonders why we still would allow that. That's a quick fix. He wondered why his little girl, if she came to school in America, would have to be doing active shooter drills in school. Again, he didn't really wonder about it, but he thinks that is a quick fix. Uh, this is Chris Standring. The song is All In Good Time. Um, it was really interesting. He understood more about the critical learning theory. And since we were in Florida, we were talking about Florida too. He understands more about critical learning theory than I do. And probably more than most of the politicians and people in Florida. And the other thing we said about Florida was with all of the grandstanding that governor is doing. I'm not going to mention his name, but that the governor is doing. The Sunshine State has so many other things going on. You can want to get rid of um, professional drag queen shows and all those kinds of things. What about the villages in Ocala, Florida? Or oh, is that just, you know, so many things go on. He was he was amazed by the hypocrisy in that state. I'm not sure he knows there's hypocrisy everywhere in America, but that's the way we do. And a lot of these things, though, in his mind, and I've said before, I think are quick fixes. yes, I do believe senators do not need to serve more than two terms, 12 years tops. I hope Mitch McConnell's okay, but he froze at the podium. His health is not good. I'm not picking on him, Diane Feinstein's. Health is not good. These are people who have been in the Senate for over 20 years, 25 years, and they just want to hold on to power. They're not helping anyone, and they're not helping themselves. Little things like that, that are quick fixes. Yes, America is a a playground. It's it's, it's fun to have, you know, he came here to go on a cruise. Cruise leaving from here. But they also understand too, that we have issues that other countries don't have. I believe Canada has a health, national health for everybody. If I'm wrong I, I I don't think I'm wrong But I believe They give more From a national health perspective To every Canadian Than Americans do to America um, Little things That they wonder Why we struggle To not fix Just like many of us Wonder why we struggle To not fix And I would I will say this too I wasn't always sure I was doing my part To fix it You know Doing as much as I can to fix it. Um, we are headed for an election, hopefully. And and then the other thing was that, in very simple terms, why can he asked Why is it too? Why is it seem impossible to stop forty five from running for office when you're indicted three, four times? I didn't have any answers. You know, that wasn't all of our conversation, but that was a good part of it. I enjoyed hearing the views of someone who loves this country from afar and like a friend, hope it gets better. I love it up front. I love it up close and personal. I hope it gets better too. Listen, I will say this though. Miami is a cool place. There are so many different cultures, all interacting, all intermingling. I only saw one side of Miami. I'm not gonna tell you I was all over the city. I was there for six days. I saw one side, I had a really good time. I enjoyed all the music, all the culture, the scenery, everything. And I know there's thousands of places in this country like that. And I plan on getting to a few more of them before this year is out. Listen, it's August. I'm gonna come back with another podcast in a day or two and it's of a whole different flavor. But I hope today finds you well. Keep enjoying your summer. We work at we we're at work too long. I don't want to say we work too long during the year. We're at work too long during the year. Take a little bit more time off if you can. Enjoy every day for what it is. Moods over Miami kind of relaxed me. I came back tired but with a lot of energy. And here's the other thing, too. I hate traveling. I like traveling, but I hate to travel. If that makes any sense. Talk to somebody about this, guys. This is the Talk It Out podcast on Spotify. Have a blessed and wonderful day.